Essence of Yoga podcast. I'm your host, Emily Perry. So glad you can join me here today for this special practice session. Today, our podcast episode is a audio file from a webinar we just had called Practice Peace. And in this session, session one, we went over a loving kindness meditation. So in case you don't follow me online, I have been hosting a series of webinars called Practice Peace here in summer of 2016 as a way of offering tools into the community to help us handle what has been happening not only locally here in the United States, but also globally as well. And so I'm hoping that these practices are really useful for you as well. And so we decided to extract the audio and put it up here on the podcast so it's really easily accessible. If you're listening to this in August 2016 or September 2016, you can head over to emilyperryyoga.com peace and there will be a, um, a website where you can opt in for the next webinar that we're offering. All these um, webinars are free and the replays will be sent out as well in case, in case you can't make it live. If you want to view the archives of the videos, you're welcome to go to emilyperryyoga.com slash practice piece and you can view the webinar archives there. They'll be listed on the bottom of the page. I also have created a Patreon account. So we've been taking um, donations for supporting this podcast. It does take quite a bit of effort, time. I've got a few people helping me with the audio and um, getting everything posted and connected and put out there into the, the interwebs. And so any support would be greatly appreciated since it does take us away from the other work that we do here at Emily Perry Yoga headquarters. Feel free to head to emilyperryyoga.com slash donate, and there are some pricing tiers that you can choose from, or just make a one-time donation. And I look forward to uh, hearing your comments as well. Over on iTunes, you can head over to our link in iTunes for the Essence of Yoga podcast and leave a review. I will be offering up a free spot in a couple courses that I have coming up. One's going to be on the business of yoga and some other ones I have um, that are under wraps right now, but soon to be released. And I'll be drawing from iTunes comments and reviews, as well as the Patreon. So feel free to head over there to be entered to win. And so here, we'll transition to the episode itself. This was a loving kindness meditation practice. Enjoy. Namaste. Aloha, welcome. Um, I'm Emily Perry. Namaste. Thank you so much for joining me. And um, this is called Practice Peace. It is a webinar series um, devoted to creating change, right? So inner change will be reflected in, in the world. And um, the idea is that we, we become the change and we change the world. And I've been really kind of drawn to this idea of uh, upaya, which is a, a word that means skillful means or um, skillful path. And the way that we walk through the world gets reflected in the world at large. Um, and so we know now, right, it's very clear over the last, you know, many, many hundreds of years, but very clear currently that, you know, each person can ha affect a really big change. And the way that we walk through the world affects other people, right? And you can 
just see that in your day-to-day -day interactions. But what's been happening lately, just not only here in the U.S., but also globally, there's just been this real huge amount of tension and violence and anger and aggression. And so I kind of wanted to create something that would address that in a way that's useful. So something that's not just something that we talk about on the cushion or on the mat, but also something you can take off the mat. So welcome. Glad you're here. So there is here in, uh, we're using Webinar Ninja, which is a newer format for me. So if we have technical difficulties, um, which we shouldn't, um, just know that this is a, sort of a new thing for me. But on the right side of your screen, you probably have a chat bar. So you're welcome to um, chat here. And I'll put chat there for you to see. And um, that's some place that you can always chat. And if you want to ask questions, there's a, a, the area down below probably for you to ask questions. So you're welcome to do that. I'll try to get to them as best as I can, but it might be one of those things too that we talk about um, off the webinar. And you can always reach me online at emilyperryyoga.com. Emily at emilyperryyoga.com is my email. We have a Facebook group, Emily Perry Yoga. I also have a um, our page. There's a group as well. So you're welcome to connect with me if we're not already connected in any of those places. So I thought we'd start just by centering ourselves. <clears throat> and um, one more piece of just business before we get started. If you see a dog or a cat coming here, those are my, my, my dog and my cat. So they might be coming in as well. And then I'm planning on having different yoga luminaries join me for this series. And we'll probably be having one webinar every week or two. Um, just kind of an ongoing way to really kind of give ourselves some true practices, some real practices to take off the mat into the world. Okay. So you're going to find a comfortable seat. Sit comfortably tall. We're going to start with a few ohms together. Maybe close your eyes. So I'm playing a harmonium. It's out of your screen, but that's what you're hearing. Taking a moment to connect to your breath. Taking a moment to just anchor to whatever you're sitting on. If you like bringing the hands in front of the heart or not. Take a moment to just set an intention for our time here together. Create a space for it, separate from your everyday. And if you're watching this on the replay or later in the podcast, you're also welcome to find your seat and find your center. We'll start with a few ohms together. So go ahead, take a deep breath in now.
Beautiful. When you're ready, you can gently release your hands to your lap and open your eyes. And so I want to talk today about metta, which is a loving kindness meditation. There's um, a few I have lined up over the next few weeks to talk about. Um, but my vision here was to give us something that we could take off the map. There's a practice that we'll be doing later called Tonglen, which um, I learned from Puma Chodron or Pema Chodron. And she talks about um, on the fly Tonglen, which just means like in your life, like in the moment, breaking into it, right? So just kind of coming to that practice. And so I like to talk about on the fly metta meditation practice. And so we'll be talking a little bit about that. We'll be practicing a little bit of it. And then after um, the practice, I'll just mention some ways that you can kind of bring it right in to your life off the mat in your everyday world. So part of what initiated this whole series for me was just noticing there's just this built up tension, not just what we're hearing in the news and um, it seems to be everywhere, right? Um, all of our brothers and sisters out there just being affected really deeply by um, chaos and violence. But also I'm noticing there's a, a systemic tension and anxiety and um, that's happening with people because we don't know how to handle maybe this kind of stress in our lives. And um, even if you've grown up in, you know, more like war zone situations, then you're talking about, you know, post-traumatic stress disorders and stuff like that. So the beautiful thing about these practices, they're so old, right? They've been with us for thousands of years, but we also know that they help build resilience and compassion. One of my favorite quotes by the Dalai Lama is, um, the destruction of our enemy is the destruction of ourselves. I remember finding this quote during the Iraqi war when I was in um, medical school in Chinese medicine down in LA. Um, it was came out in the Shambhala Buddhist publication. And I was just like, yes, that was such a big hit for me because we start to see in this practice how we're all connected, right? And so the destruction of our enemy is the destruction of ourselves, right? And so when other our brothers and sisters out there are affected by what's happening directly, we too are holding that, right? And so it's up to us to go out into the world and help affect the change. There's something called Kriya Yoga, which is a yoga of action. We talk about it a lot in the Bhagavad Gita. And maybe in another uh, session, we'll talk more about that. But how do we, as yogis now, we, we have all these tools, that, but it's time for us at this point, I think on the planet to step up, right? And to be Kriya yogis too, right? To step into the path of action, to go out into the world and be the yoga, right? So even if you're not out there speaking on a stage with like, you know, thousands of people listening to you, you can in your life affect the change. You can be that yogi that is the, is the one that's bringing people together. So creating this more and more and more division. Okay, so that's my pep talk. So in terms of metta, loving kindness is another translation for it. And we'll be touching on it briefly here. There's a great book um, by Sharon Salzberg. Um, she's kind of known for this practice, um, loving kindness. And this is a um, kind of a must have, I feel like, um, I've had this forever. It's probably got a different cover now because I've had this for like 20 years or something. But um, check that out if you're really drawn to this practice. And um, for some people, this is their primary practice. And it's really simple, the loving kindness meditation. I'm just gonna check, make sure we don't have any questions for me to answer. Okay. 
so the simplicity of this practice is um, the beauty of it. And as we find our comfortable seat, <clears throat> there's a few kind of statements that we say to ourselves that is the heart of the practice. And the first one is, may I be happy? May I be well? May I be at peace? Or may I be safe? And may I be at peace and at ease? And so these are sort of the classical statements of metta. What's interesting I find with a lot of my students is sometimes if we do this practice, it's really hard for them to say, may I be happy, may I be well, may I be safe. They need to start with somebody else, sending that love to themselves, that compassion, that metta, that loving kindness is really difficult. And so as we practice this, if, if that comes up for you, you're welcome to place somebody else in front of you energetically and, and, and say those words internally to them. May you be at peace, may you be happy. Okay. So this kind of shift um, with loving kindness meditation is really um, a sweet one and it cultivates an attitude of friendship, compassion, but it also helps us kind of realize how we're not so different after all, right? So as you take it off the mat into your life, you'll, you'll kind of see that and we'll talk about that after we practice. So just take a moment. I want you to find that seat again if you've moved and take a moment. We're going to close our eyes and find a long spine. So if you feel like you're slumping into your low back, go ahead and feel like you're lifting up and out of the low back. You might even feel like your pelvis has to rotate slightly forward. And if my video and audio is slightly off, I apologize. The signal can be funny here. And so we're gonna come into the breath. We're gonna take a few moments to deepen the breath. This isn't going to be like an ujjayi breath or any sort of particular breath, but it's natural breathing, but just deepening. Deepening into the stillness. Go ahead, deepen into the unmoving part of who you are. And as you start to maybe rest a little bit more in your being. And think to yourself, may I be happy. May I be well. May I be safe. May I be peaceful and at ease. May I be happy. May I be well. May I be safe. May I be peaceful and at ease. May I be happy. May I be well. May, may I be safe. <clears throat> may I be peaceful and at ease. I'm just sitting with that for a moment. Find that in your body and see if you can deepen into happiness or wellness, safety. See if you can deepen into the unmoving parts of who you are. May I be happy. 
May I know happiness, may I know joy, may I know love. May I be well, may I know wellness, may I know vitality and expression. May I be safe, may I know safety. May safety be something that I don't even have to think about. May I just rest in safeness. May I be peaceful and at ease. May I feel at peace in the depth of my own being. May I be able to deepen into that stillness, into that peace. I'm sitting with this for a few moments. If you start to feel an opposite emotion come up when we say some of these words, it's a sign that your heart is softening and opening into something. So allowing whatever comes up to come up and just being with it. And you can just kind of you know, continue to chant the, may I be happy, may I be well, may I be safe, may I be peaceful and at ease. And start to direct any loving kindness, any of that metta sensation that might rise up in this practice, this kind of sweetness towards any of those emotions as they come up. So we're not rejecting experience, but we're sitting in it. So allowing yourself to just sit in the expression, what comes up, and maybe send some of the metta towards it. May I be happy, may I be well, may I be, may I be safe, may I be peaceful and at ease. And you might have one of these that comes up more for you, that's a little bit more of a trigger. And so you might repeat that one or just sit with that one with the bigger pause in between the different lines of the practice. I'm just noticing, again, as we sit, this sense of sweetness sort of rises up. Now we're gonna we're gonna conjure up somebody that we might have kind of difficulty with, or if there's an energy of tension. It doesn't have to be like a major struggle. Okay, make this sort of easy. Like maybe it was a person for me like at the gas station who started, you know, yelling at me for cleaning my windshield. Right. And it, you know, it was a trigger. I was like, okay, what was, what was that about? Right. And so this can become a practice for us. So as we sit, we don't, we're not going to sit with the most difficult thing right now that can be part of your practice, but just for the experience here together, you're going to conjure up someone where you've had some sort of difficulty or again, there's some sort of conflicting energy. And as you close your eyes, you're going to hold them in the space before you. You may even have them imaginarily sitting on a seat in front of you, cross-legged, just like you are, or however, however you're sitting, just sort of mirroring each other. 
And in, in the same time, you might behind you feel the support of everyone else here on this call, right? Creating the field of merit. So there's a sense of having your, your people, right? The people on the path or your teachers behind you, supporting you, also sitting behind you, facing the same direction. You might even put some of the people here on the call just on your sides, to your right, to your left. They're your Sangha, right? Your tribe walking this path with you, this Dharma path. So when we work with these kind of more difficult situations, you want to cultivate that field of, of merit. So you want to have your teachers behind you, supporting you, right? Because it's their path that we're walking on that they've laid out before us. So then to your sides, your Sangha, and we put in front of us our greatest teacher, which is this person of difficulty. And so this, this place might change for you, whoever you put there. It might be an idea too. It could be, you know, ISIS, or it could be um, whatever it happens to be that you're working with, or it could be a particular person or a situation. Yeah, so that's the idea. But as we close our eyes, come back to your breath. We'll say to ourselves, may they be happy. May they know happiness and joy. May they be well. May they know wellness and vitality and what it feels like to feel good in their bodies in this lifetime. May they be safe. May they know what it feels like to be safe, to not be in chaos, to be seen fully. May they be peaceful and at ease. May they be at peace in their own lives. May they be able to deepen into their own stillness. May they be able to deepen into the unmoving I'm just noticing if there's any places where a little bit of resistance came up for you. And honoring that, honoring that resistance and just noticing I can just breathe a little bit more into those places. And still holding them in space in front of you. Sending them some of this loving kindness, some of this metta, right? May they be happy, fully at peace. May they be well. May they be safe. May they be at ease, peaceful and at ease in their own lives and what shows up for them. Sitting in that for sitting in that for a few moments. And then when you're ready to gently open your eyes and let's rub our hands together. A little bit of a clearing of the energy. There's a couple terms um, from Sanskrit that I just wanted to cover. You might be familiar with, but one is um, sukha, which is um, often 
translated as good or happy. And then dukkha, which is often um, translated as suffering. But the thing about dukkha and sukha is they actually refer to a hole in a wagon wheel. So like back in the day when uh, wagon wheels were a thing, right? Um, a good wagon wheel was perfectly circular, right? In the, in the center. So the part where the, the wheel would, would go onto the wagon, that center hole had to be really well carved. Otherwise it was a rough ride, right? And so what sukha means is good hole. Like it was a really well-made hole. Dukkha means like a bad hole. So um, it meant a rough ride, right? And so one way I like to look at sukha and dukkha is like when I meet people who just seem like they're in that dukkha space, I just remember, okay, they're having a rough ride. They're on the rough ride, right? And maybe we can help them find the smooth, the smooth flow. Um, or maybe not, but um, for Duke, for Duke, I often think of it more as uh, slow, like a slow suffering. Um, it's that every day in and out, like um, habitual suffering. So like we, we habituate towards low grade levels of suffering until we're at this really extreme point and then people snap, right? And so the idea here is that we don't habituate to these low grade levels of suffering, but instead we're, we're in it, we notice it, and then we allow it to perhaps move on or not, but we have a, a resist, a resilience to it. So it's not so much that it's, it's put away into our, into our little shadowy bits where we don't really recognize it. We don't rep, we don't repress it, right? But instead we recognize it. We notice dukkha for what it is. It's a rough ride. And maybe it's just going to be a rough ride for a while, right? But noticing also when you're out in the world, um, you might meet these people where, where it's really clear they're in the rough ride, right? They're in the rough, they're in the rough place. And what's happening with them, the way they're interacting with you has 99% of the time has nothing to do with who we, what we're doing, who we are. It has to do with their own rough ride, right? And so if you're able to, in that moment, there's an interaction. You can just have that moment of an inhale. What's happening here? Okay, it's dukkha. It's the rough ride. And then maybe you can just take a moment and offer them, you know, may you be happy, well, Having the interaction and often it takes the 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 interaction changes entirely because it takes the the energy out of it so for example my windshield wiper cleaning my windshield example the person just wanted they wanted me to react like the fact that i wasn't reacting was like super irritating for them you know it's like okay i'm just gonna keep you know thank you thanks for letting me know and but they wanted me to get all riled up because they they were going to feed off that energy right so sometimes people feed off that kind of energy because that's what makes them feel alive instead of finding a way to be well and energized without the aggressive energy right and so um 
in that moment, I could just say to myself, maybe be happy, well, safe, and at peace. Because I knew in that moment, something was happening in that person's life that brought them into that moment in time where we're interacting, right? Maybe she sat in traffic for four hours and blah, 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 right? Maybe something else happened. Maybe she just got a cancer diagnosis. Maybe, 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 right? Everyone has a story. And so when we get hooked into our own story, it's hard for us to sometimes see that other people are carrying their own stories. And it's really from their own, their own stories that they're speaking from. It's often not so too much from the situation at hand, from what's happening now. So a, a term, and I'll probably be using this again, I learned from um, a teacher, Shundo, who's a, in the Zen tradition, and we've worked together, and he likes to say, you know, what's happening now? So what's actually happening now? I'm at a gas station, I'm cleaning my windshield. She's waiting to get gas. Like that's really, that's all that was happening. I was just cleaning my windshield, right? But it turned into this whole thing that had nothing to do with what was happening now. And so one thing that you might bring in is, okay, what's happening now? Ah, dukkha, right? The rough ride. And then you can go through this meta meditation offering. So it becomes like a meta offering that you can offer up for people. May you be happy, well, safe, and at peace. So hopefully this was a practice that was helpful for you. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Again, you can always check out um, Loving Kindness by Sharon Salzberg. And I'm sure there's online versions of all these practices that you can always um, download. But even just making a little post-it that says happy, well, safe, peace, and ease or something like that. Something that you keep in your wallet or in your car. That's where these things show up for you or in your journal or on your mirror or um, all kinds of places that you can place little post-its can be really helpful. And um, maybe you can write out Sukha and Dukkha. <laughs> Sukha, Dukkha. Um, I'll, I'll write them out right now in the chat here so you have the correct spelling. It's Dukkha. Suka. Right. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, our next session is going to be August 1st. I think it's a Monday night around 7 p.m. And in the replay of this video, um, you will be seeing that sign up. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you can always go to emilyperryyoga.com slash peace, and you'll see the sign up for the next um, video series, if we're still doing these, these webinars. And um, I hope to see you in the next coming weeks. I'll be announcing soon who will be joining me on which weeks. Um, I have a few people that I've kind of lining up. And so I'm really excited for them to share some of their practices. I have um, three or four other ones that I'll be offering for sure. And you're also welcome to share this video with, with your friends and family. Um, you're welcome to... Um, you know, get them the information out there. Um, and thank you so much for joining me. If you have any questions, feel free to put them in the chat below. So there's questions area. You're also welcome to put it in the chat before we sign off.
again, you can find me at emilyperryyoga.com. We do, um, we cover this often in, in trainings and immersions and such. And so um, if you're interested in any of those things, um, you know, feel free to let me know. You'll see them, I'm sure, out and about in an email here and there. But um, the Metta Loving Kindness Meditation, I mean, this can be like the one practice that you carry with you. Um, and it's, it's life-changing for sure, because it really allows us to find compassion and awareness and see how we are so similar to everybody else. Oh, thank you, Sean, for, for the, the comment. Um, she's going to share this with her children. And um, yay, thank you for that. Yeah, this is a great um, practice for children, too, because you can simplify it down. And especially if children have a hard time with transitions or especially like young children or um, teenagers often too, if they're dealing with anxiety and the whole growth anxiety and social aspects, um, it could be a great practice for people to, to hold um, internally when they're in a situation. Um, yeah, it's a really beautiful practice. Well, thank you guys so much. And, you know, feel free to also send me comments or questions, you know, via email, emily at emilyperryyoga.com. Thank you, Stephanie. Oh, yay. It's fun to see everyone on here. I love this. Um, emilyperryyoga.com. Emily at emilyperryyoga.com is an email for me. Um, I usually get back to Facebook messages also and um, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and so Sean was just mentioning she's got some teenagers who and an older child who, you know, still need the help here. And when I was in college, this is where I found this practice. And it was like major. It's a major big deal. Um, so it helps you kind of see that like actually everyone's carrying stories around and what's happening now, right? All right, loves. Love you. Thank you so much for joining me. And we will see you. Um on the next call. We'll do the low chant on our next our next time together. Okay. Namaste.